So you're an attorney and you've decided to go out on your own. Now what? You need a plan and you're not alone. Join expert host Adriana Linares and her distinguished guests on New Solo. Tune into the lively conversation as they share insights and information about how to successfully run your law firm here on Legal Talk Network. Hi, and welcome to another episode of New Solo on Legal Talk Network. I'm Adriana Linares. I'm your host and a legal technology trainer and consultant. I move about the country helping lawyers and law firms use technology better. Before we get started on a very cool and exciting topic on chat bots today, I want to take just a couple of minutes of your time to read a couple of messages from our sponsors. Answer One is a leading virtual receptionist and answering service provider for lawyers. You can find out more by giving them a call at 800-ANSWER-1 or online at answerone.com. And that's answer1.com. Clio is a cloud-based practice management software that makes it easy to manage your law firm from intake to invoice. Try it for free at clio.com. And that's clio.com. Unbundled Attorney is a premium lead generation service that delivers exclusive leads directly into your inbox in real time. Looking to get more leads and grow your practice? Visit unbundledattorney.com today. Then there's Law Clerk, where attorneys hire freelance lawyers. There are no sign-up or monthly fees, only pay the flat fee price you set. Increase your profits, not your overhead. Learn more at lawclerk.legal. Make sure you enter a code, which I'm about to give you, for a $300 rebate after your first project. That code is NEWSOLO300. Get yourself $300 back after you complete that first project. So today's guest is Tom Martin. He's with LawDroid, and I'm excited for him to talk to us about chatbots. Hey, Tom, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, Tom. Thanks for taking the time. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You are, remind me, in Vancouver? Yeah, and thank you so much, Adriana, for having me on. I really appreciate it. So I'm based in Vancouver, Canada. I'm actually originally from Los Angeles, but I live up here now. Oh yeah, I was going to ask you that. If you're also from Vancouver, it seems like a lot of the legal tech industry hovers around or somehow ended up in Vancouver. So that's cool. You're from LA. You ended up in Vancouver. Are you, or were you a practicing lawyer in the US and in Canada? So I retained my license from California. It's still active, but I have not gotten licensed here. There's just uh, too many hoops to jump through. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good. But I guess if you wanted to still practice, you can still do it. Because, you know, the internet and all. (laughs) Yeah. Well, cool. So tell me a little bit about before, you know, you've built yourself a business around helping lawyers and law firms use chatbots on their websites. And before we get into just talking about what is that, how do they work and all the questions that lawyers are going to have about chatbots, tell us a little bit more about your background and how you came to start that company. Which is called LawDroid, right? Yeah, so my company is called LawDroid, and LawDroid is a legal AI company that's dedicated to helping lawyers automate their law office. And so my route to coming to this is a little different from some other legal tech founders in that I have 20 years of experience as a, as a lawyer, um, a dozen of those running my own office. So I really came to legal tech from solving my own problems with technology, mm. and so I was had been doing that for about 15 years, back and forth, just coming up with solutions. And about two years ago, actually over two years ago now, I was just, you know, researching, keeping up with things. And I came across this story about Joshua Browder and do not pay. Oh, yeah. Uh 
<laughs> yeah. And so tell, that... Tell everybody a little bit about that in case they don't know. Like, just fill in the dots there. Sure. So at the time, uh, Joshua Browder was, I think he was 18, and he was looking to go to Stanford at the time. And he had built a chatbot that was called Do Not Pay to fight parking tickets. And according to the numbers he reports, it's about, at the time, I don't know, 250,000 tickets or something that he fought on behalf of people using the bot. And so that, when I read that and the ability to automate form creation and some minimal advice and legal information, I know this sounds ridiculous, but for me, it literally made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. Like, like it was such something to me that was a game changer. <laughs> I love that. So you're like, okay, game changer, and I want to be a part of the change? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's <laughs> what got me involved. That's great. So how did you go about, did you start by saying, okay, well, I'm going to build a chatbot for my own law firm business first, or did you just get real educated on what they are and then just decide to jump in and have something built or build it yourself? Yeah, so one thing I've found with with all of this, right, is just to to get started, to just jump in. And so the way I did it wasn't, it maybe was not the perfect way, but what I did is I created a Facebook Messenger bot that somebody could get, you know, some new business owner could jump onto that, answer a few questions, and it could create the paperwork to incorporate in the state of California. And it would do that for free. So that was like Lodroid Alpha was just this bot that could help people to start their own startup. So this sounds like a good time to ask you to explain to those who might not be 100% sure, including your host, what a chat bot or a bot is. Let's start with the real basics. Help me understand exactly what this thing is. Sure. So a chat bot it's a computer program that simulates a conversation. And so if you were to communicate with a chatbot, the experience is a lot like texting. Like everyone texts on their phone. You're texting friends, family, and you send them a text. They send you a text back and you go back and forth that way in a conversation. Well, it's the same feel, the same look and feel, except the person on the other side of it is a computer, not a person. So that means that you, the person behind the bot, has to have, you know, in order to get started, you have to have a series of the most obvious or the most typical or the most frequently asked questions when someone lands on either, like you said, a Facebook page or on a website. The bot has to have some place to start. That means the person would get there, they'd click on the, we're here to help, click here to chat with us to start, right? That's exactly right. And so like now that we've pivoted into assisting law firms with automating their law office. One of our products is called Reception Bot. And so it does exactly that. Like somebody visits a lawyer's website and, you know, they're just trying to find out, is this the right law firm to work with or not? And instead of just mm -hmm. finding a static website that just has pages to go through, this bot, it pops up, it, you know, asks them their name, greets them, tells them about the services of the firm, answers frequently asked questions, tells them about the lawyers and their background. So it's really working as a receptionist would to introduce this new potential client to the firm and what value it has for them. That's pretty interesting. And I assume then, of course, one of the big benefits to this is that while we aren't trying to replace humans with something that's automated in a chatbot like that, that can answer some basic questions, it's available 24 hours a day if you wanted it to be, and you don't necessarily have to pay it. You just pay for it. <laughs> so I guess right. that's a major benefit aside from just, you know, making it feel to the visitor like there is a real human on the other end. Are they programmed to answer the question, are you a human? <laughs> 
So in some instances, yes. <laughs> but I want to make clear is that we're not trying, you know, we're not trying to trick people into thinking it's a human. Yeah, no, no. yeah we provided disclosure up front that, you know, it is a, a friendly chatbot that's trying to be helpful. And, you know, they can ask it questions about how it would be to work with that firm and find out if it's a good fit. Hmm. Well, that's pretty interesting. Well, hold on. Before we move on to our next segment, let's take a quick break and hear a couple messages from our sponsors. Are you a family law, immigration, or estate planning attorney looking to attract new leads and retain more clients? Join hundreds of other solos and small firms just like you who use Unbundled Attorney to receive premium, exclusive leads delivered directly into their inbox in real time. To learn more about how their lead generation services can grow your practice, subscribe to the Unbundled Attorney Mastermind Podcast or visit unbundledattorney.com today. Law Clerk is where attorneys go to hire freelance lawyers. Whether you need a first year to perform legal research or a seasoned attorney to assist with a complicated appellate brief, Law Clerk has hundreds of freelance lawyers with every level of experience and expertise. There are no sign-up or monthly fees. Only pay the flat fee price you set. Increase your profits, not your overhead. Learn more at lawclerk.legal. Welcome back. All right, so Tom. Right before we left off, you were saying that one of the obvious things that you want to do or you try to do is make it clear that you're not trying to fool or somehow bamboozle a visitor coming to the site. But (laughs) I don't suppose you have to immediately disclose that. I mean, I guess the answer you gave me was because I said, is it able to answer the question, are you a human? Or do you typically put right up at the front, you know, this is an automated chatbot? Or is it the type of thing that, you know, maybe that isn't necessarily important unless the visitor brings it up? How do you keep them from disclosing confidential or private information to a bot? Or does it the system sort of not lend itself to doing that? Yeah, so we try to make it clear upfront. So kind of like when you use a contact form on a website and it says, hey, by the way, these are our terms of service and our privacy policy so that someone in theory, right, can check it and then be able to agree to it before they submit the form. It's the same idea. So we disclosed at the beginning that it's not a lawyer, it's a bot. Uh And as for privacy, you know, we disclosed that it is subject to a privacy policy, and then we describe what that is. So it's all very upfront and clearly disclosed to the user. And by the way, the whole point of that reception bot, because it is intended to build trust with this potential new client, but point them towards booking a consultation with the lawyer. So in theory, you know, 24-7, 365, you have this bot working on your website because people don't always call in or check out your site during working hours. Right. You know, they're talking to the bot and they're booking consultations with you. So you could be out at the beach, you could be uh, taking a nap and (laughs) you're booking consultations and potential new business. I love that. So when a law firm calls you and says, hey, Tom, I'm interested in a bot. We practice personal injury in McCook, Nebraska. You say, okay, great. Let's build a bot. Let's start with, do you say, tell me what you want the bot to start with, answer, lead with, or do you, are you able to help a law firm along with making that decision by saying, okay, well, you know, we've had some experience with personal injury firms and we know that the top 10 questions are this. I can make it easy for you by suggesting these, you know, this flow of possible questions, or do you just say, give me your top 10 most frequently asked questions, which... I know that a lot of times, you know, lawyers find it hard to come up with content. You know, I work with a lot of website developers and of course, lawyers always ask me about 
websites. And one of the biggest breakdowns in developing a good website is that lawyers don't have the time or aren't really sure what it means to write content. But at a minimum, I know that any lawyer I say to, hey, what are the 10 top questions you get every single time somebody calls you about an accident on a farm field? They know that much. So do they come to the table with at least that or are you helping them from the beginning? Or do you try to make each client totally different so that there's not any, like if one visitor visits three law firms in the same town who all happen to be using the same chatbot that they aren't seeing the same messages over and over again? Yeah, we definitely do try to make it different. From having experience being a, a practicing lawyer myself, I know that you know other lawyers, they they really don't have the time, as as you pointed out, to be developing this content on their own. And so I know that's a major friction point to getting started yeah. with a service like this. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I made it not only a technology product, but it's also a consultative service because fortunately they, they probably already have a website, right? Because we're gonna be installing it on a website. So we scour the site to get as much information as we can off uh-huh. of that, you know, in terms okay. of frequently asked questions and service descriptions and things like that. And once we have that, we set up a kickoff call with the lawyer. And so that's intended to fill in those gaps. So, you know, if they have a specific way that they address certain issues or their pricing or things like that, we get that out of that meeting. And so by the time we've obtained everything off the website that we possibly can, and we've had that kickoff call with them, we have a well-rounded interview that we can use to fill in the content for the chatbot. That's very good. So I guess so far, you know, the benefits are 24-hour attention to potential customers and visitors on your site. You don't really have to pay a human to sit there monitoring it or the risk that maybe at some point the wrong answer gets given because I guess in the way you lay out the questions and answers and the intelligence behind it, hopefully the answer is consistently correct. And if there is an error, what kind of errors would you see? Or what kind of mistakes would, if I was a lawyer calling you saying, hey, Tom, well, like, what do I have to worry about? What are the pitfalls here? What what types of response would you give them? Well, I think that, you know, potential pitfalls that we don't get it right at the beginning. So when we do create a demo bot for the lawyer, we we definitely need them to go through and, and, and fact check it, you know, to make sure that it's working as they expect. But that's, you know, if we get the information from them correctly on the front end, there shouldn't be those errors. In fact, it's much more error-free than if you had people... Uh, actually staffing a live chat widget, which some lawyers have, you know, they have that live chat widget, somebody clicks on it, and then somebody in some call center somewhere in the world is answering, you know, the the questions that somebody has. And there might be language issues on the other end of it. There might be, you know, idiomatic expressions or or just uh, difficulty understanding what the needs are of the user that's on the live chat widget. And the other thing is that even if you don't have those issues, if you look at how live chat widgets work and how the people that staff it talk to the users, a lot of times they get asked, are you a bot? Because because the questions right. are just so mechanical. They're you so know, like, good. <laughs> it's like, right, it's like, what's your name? What happened? Where's what's your phone number? Oh. And, and, <laughs> yeah, so the people, the actual human beings that are staffing these live chat widgets for lawyers are just so robotic in how they're asking for things that why not just use a bot, which actually 
in a weird way, is much more diverse in how it could talk to people. You could have a multimedia exchange and a broader conversation about frequently asked questions and all these different things. So you actually get a much more valuable conversation from a bot than you do a person. Yeah, that kind of makes a little bit of sense. And so as a technology consultant who, you know, when I go into a law firm, my goal is to automate everything that is predictable and repeatable, because that's really what you can automate in today's, you know, modern world. When we're talking about automation, we're talking about, again, predictable and repeatable. So I guess what you're saying is you, you know, take the most predictable questions with the most consistent, repeatable answers and try to, you know, create a program or create a flow of questions. You must have fancy terms for this that I'm not using where that makes sense and works. So I guess, I guess that does make a lot of sense. I like that. And a lot of our customers seem to like it too, because uh, <laughs> they could, you know, they could set it and have it work for them and gets them some extra leads that they wouldn't have gotten. Because, you know, one thing is when you don't have something like this, people go to your static site and the bounce rates are incredible, right? It's like, you know, 80, 90% of people just bounce out of your site and they never really consider you. But if you have a bot like this that immediately engages consumers, which are 69% more likely to use businesses that have immediate engagement, then you're more likely to turn some of those website visitors that you would have lost into potential new clients. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I imagine part of what you're having to do too when you're engaging these law firms is educate them on that type of information. But they must have a clue when they come to you in the first place, right? I mean, they must say, hey, I heard about these chatbots. How can they help me? What are the benefits? You know, are there any guarantees? And then just having that information for them about, well, no, there's no guarantees, but studies have shown that X, X, and X, and by using this chatbot, the chances are you will increase the number of bookings that you get or consultations. It might not necessarily mean you're going to land every single customer, client, or consumer that comes to the site, but at least it increases the odds. That's exactly right. Tell me, are there any practice areas? What are the practice areas that are really good for something like this? And then have you found any practice areas that because they're so niche or so nuanced, it's a little bit harder to get a chatbot to do what we want it to do? Not really. It's pretty universally applicable because okay. for this one product we're talking about, Reception Bot, you know, whatever the practice area is, the level of generality that we're talking about is such that, you know, we're not programming a like a tax expert or an immigration specialist or something like that to actually treat the patient uh-huh. and and perform, you know, brain surgery. This is this is, you know, somebody who I mean, the bot is the equivalent of somebody who's introducing somebody new to the firm and what they can do and really presenting a value proposition to that person. And so the value, yes, is somewhat married to the practice area. And of course, we articulate it that way. So like if it's immigration, it's the ability to be in this country and, you know, earn a great living and have a great quality of life. But as to whether or not you have to check the box to be on form, you know, 153, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it's not <laughs> right. It's not going into that kind of detail. So it, make, it makes it much easier to do multiple practice areas. Well, that's great. Before we move on, let me take another quick break to hear a message from a couple more of our sponsors. Is your firm experiencing missed calls, empty voicemail boxes and potential clients you'll never hear from again? 
Enter Answer One Virtual Receptionists. They're more than just an answering service. Answer One's available 24-7. They can even schedule appointments, respond to emails, integrate with Clio, and much more. Answer One helps make sure your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 1-800-ANSWER-1 or visit them at answerone.com forward slash podcast for a special offer. Imagine what you could do with an extra eight hours per week. That's how much time legal professionals save with Clio, the world's leading practice management software. With intuitive time tracking, billing, and matter management, Clio streamlines everything you do to run your practice from intake to invoice. Try Clio for free and then get a 10% discount for your first six months when you sign up with the code NEWSOLO10. That's NEWSOLO10. And do that at Clio.com, C-L-I-O.com. All right, we're back. I'm Adriana Linares, of course, your host here with New Solo. And with me today is Tom Martin. He's with Lodge Royd. And Tom was a practicing lawyer for 20 years before he just got excited and about technology and the way the world is moving and decided to start a company helping law firms use chatbots. So we've been talking about chatbots. We've talked about the benefits of the efforts that maybe a law firm has to go into to get one up and running, talked about the types of practices that may or may not be better and learned that it's pretty universally applicable, which is great. Tom, tell me a little bit about, I'm sure you get this question all the time where a lawyer says, is this ethical? Is my bar association going to come after me for doing something innovative and different that might not meet requirements as far as professionalism and ethics go. So what do you say to them when they ask you that? You know, as far as the ethics issues, there are potentially ethics issues. I don't get a ton of questions about them, partly because, you know, people are already using very similar technologies like the live chat widget I mentioned before. And, you know, the issues that come up are whether or not the person that's speaking with or the chatbot that's speaking with a potential new client is staying within the scope of what they can talk about, right? Mm-hmm. So so you can't have a person or a bot that's unlicensed be giving like legal advice to some potential new client. And so neither in the live chat widget, like a person type scenario or with a bot, do you get anywhere near that. All it does really is relate information about the firm that you could potentially find out on its own website. It provides frequently asked questions, which is just legal information that's typically provided on a law firm website. So it it really doesn't come anywhere close to crossing the line as to the practice of law or, you know, providing legal advice. So those ethical issues, you know, aren't really triggered. And I think a lot of the customers, the lawyers that I work with, they, you know, they kind of realize that. So it's not really a concern of like getting in trouble for that. And so one other issue that I do have a conversation sometimes about is uh, the privacy issue, like whether or not it's privileged. And so typically we have a disclosure on the front that says, you know, that it's they're not speaking with an attorney and it doesn't give rise to attorney-client privilege because there's no relationship yet, which is gotcha. hopefully, yeah, what you would want with somebody who hasn't retained you yet. <sighs> yeah. So we just we just make it clear in the disclaimer on the front end that there's no surprises about that. And luckily with bots, unlike with dealing with a human agent, you actually have conversation logs that like mm. show what happened in each and every conversation. So if somebody says in the future, hey, yeah, I was talking to this bot about this personal injury case that by the way, the statute of limitations like was up the same day that I you know messaged and they should have told me. Well, when that conversation comes up, 
you actually have a log of it that goes, oh, but weren't you informed that they weren't representing you and weren't you informed that this was a bot and weren't you informed of this? And they can't deny it at that point. And there it it's all, all is. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, that should make lawyers feel a little bit better about it. Tell me about costs. What does something like this cost? Is there ongoing cost? I guess there's startup costs. Yours. Just tell me about costs. <laughs> I don't know why I'm making it so difficult. Tell me more. What sure. Is and I, I can't get into specific numbers, but what I can say is that it works as a monthly software service recurring fee. And the way that I differentiate what we do versus others is that others are like software platforms, right? You do it yourself and you pay a monthly fee and it's really, really cheap. And you have a lot of pressure on yourself to put it together. And that's why a lot of lawyers never use those platforms because they don't have the time to do it. So it's part software, part consultation. And so because of that, we charge a monthly fee to create the bot as well as the ongoing support of it. So it remains the same flat fee even when we're putting all of the development time in to create a custom bot for each and every law firm. And then with the ongoing support, we provide them with the feedback, the conversation logs, the analytics, and quarterly meetings where we review the performance of the bot and we work on getting it to be better every single time and incorporating changes. So it's really a a working relationship. And when you compare it to... If you had to staff somebody full time to you know work that widget, that agent on your website, well, the minimum you would be looking for for any assistant would be at least two thousand dollars a month, plus benefits and mm-hmm. other contractual obligations, right? So we're a fraction of that. We're a small percentage of that, and I think we're pretty much competitive with any live chat you know software out there that that uses staff. So yeah, we're very competitive and a good solution. That's very interesting. Well, good. And I'm sure if lawyers or listeners want to hear more, they can just reach out to you, which I'll ask you at the end here, how to get a hold of you if they have, they'd like to just get more specifics on the pricing, but it's somewhere between zero and $2,000 a month. Oh, we're talking, <laughs> we're talking low hundreds, okay. you know? So yeah. Yeah. Give us a ballpark to work with Okay. So less than a thousand a month. Okay. You got this out of me. Well, what I'll say is that our introductory starter package that we have for reception bot, it's two fifty a month. Okay. That's very reasonable. Yeah. For most lawyers, they find it to have that level of, of service is a really great value. That's awesome. Well, thanks. I appreciate you coming clean. <laughs> really had to twist your arm there. But I know people, that's really important to listeners is they just need a place to start understanding that obviously the more you want, the more you're going to pay. You keep mentioning Reception Bot. Tell me about your other products or services and maybe like what's new in the chatbot world. Yeah. So there's a couple other chatbots. There's, um, you know, Reception Bot, a step up from that is Paralegal Bot that is you know, it's intended for once somebody has actually retained you, that intake interview, asking, you know, the same series of questions that a lawyer might have in mind, oh, uh, gathering awesome. documents. So you can you can use a bot like this for actual clients to gather that information. And also at milestones during the case. So like if you have very similar things that happen at certain milestones during the case, the bot can do that. And it's, of course, meant to inform the lawyer And so when the lawyer actually reaches out and communicates with that client, they're doing that from a much more like informed, intelligent 
place because the bot has already gathered the, the groundwork. And then there's a legal health check bot, which does triage of legal issues and provides a report. You can see a great example of that on uh, Patrick Palace's website, palacelaw.com. Oh, yeah. Is that the Pat Chat bot? Yeah, Pat bot. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, PatBot, it, it does a really great survey of all, every potential workers' compensation issue you might have in Washington state. Wow, that's amazing. But the thing that I'm really excited about that's brand new is uh, it's going into beta right now. It's called LawDroid Voice. And LawDroid Voice is a voice assistant. Essentially, it's a voice command for your law office. And we're exclusively integrating now with Clio. And so we're opening it up for beta so everyone could sign up. It's going to be free to start during the beta period. And so you'll be able to schedule appointments, dictate notes, create tasks, assign tasks, have it read to you your schedule for the day, all powered by your voice. And that's gathering. So it's grabbing information from Clio, I take it. That's why you say that the integration is directly with Clio, because if you say, hey, such and such, like, do you get to name it, whatever you want? I would <laughs> That's an interesting Howard. idea. Hey, Howard, tell me about my calendar today. Does it look into Clio? So yeah, it's, it's integrated tightly with, with Clio. So when you're dictating notes, they get ported into Clio in whichever contact or matter you want it to go into. If you schedule appointments, it goes in the Clio calendar, which could thereby sync with your yeah. own Google calendar. Or so yeah, it's like, yeah, it's very, very closely integrated with Clio. That's great. Well, I love that. That sounds exciting. Maybe I'll try it out with my Clio account. And uh, since it's free, I might as well hop on while I can. That's great. Well, any finishing or closing thoughts you want to make sure that our listeners know or hear or think about before I ask you to tell them how they can find friend or follow you? I would just say that with any type of legal tech solution, they definitely need to think it through. I know there's a lot of like interesting like exciting ideas out there, like hopefully chatbots is one of them. But you really need to review your bottom line and whether or not it makes sense to invest in technology like this. Like with ReceptionBot, for example, it can help people, definitely. But if you don't have a lot of traffic already coming to your website, it probably won't be the right fit. You know, So with any of these things, they can help, but they have to help under the right circumstances. And if you're working with a good partner, a good legal tech company, they'll help you to understand if it's really going to be a benefit to you or not. Yeah, actually, that's a really good point. So if you're going to spend your dollars on something like this, hopefully you will have spent your dollars with a good digital marketing agency, or you perhaps you have someone in-house that has really helped to at least get traffic coming in on a regular and consistent basis to the point where something like this would be worth it. I think that's really good and important advice. And I'm so glad you said that. If you got a crappy website, I mean, nobody's going to come there and then, <laughs> well, maybe, I mean, it happens all the time, I suppose, but no, that's really great advice. Well, listen, before I let you go, tell everybody how they can find, friend, follow you, or just reach out to you for more information. So definitely you can check me out at, uh, at LawDroid on Twitter and my website is LawDroid.com. That's great, Tom. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to educate us and tell us about LawDroid. I think it's a really interesting and affordable option for a lot of small firms, even solos who have 
a lot of traffic and get a lot of interest and might, they might not even know what they're missing out on as far as potential clients go. So this has been a really interesting conversation. I appreciate it very much. Well, thank you, Adriana. I I really appreciate it. uh, The time to get out there and explain this to lawyers. I I do think that that education element is a big part of it. And um, hopefully they'll learn of some new options and take advantage of it. I totally agree. Well, thanks everyone for listening to New Solo on Legal Talk Network. If you like what you've heard, please make sure to subscribe and give us a good star rating on iTunes. We'll see you next time. And remember, you're not alone. You're a new solo. Thanks for listening to New Solo with host Adriana Linares. Tune in again to learn more about how to successfully run your new practice solo here on Legal Talk Network. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.